I'm Nicole Holcomb, attorney by day and podcaster by night, a former educator, school counselor, and administrator, and mom to a nine-year-old daughter with dyslexia, who loves all things Harry Potter, Minecraft, and science. A few years ago, she was identified with dyslexia, and our life seemed to turn upside down for a while, quite literally. I created the Dyslexia Mom Life podcast to help you navigate the upside down journey of dyslexia. You got this. If you're wanting to thrive as a mom in this dyslexia journey, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. You are listening to the Dyslexia Mom Life podcast, episode 61. Today, I'm going to be talking about how to promote confidence in your child with dyslexia. One of the things that many of us moms really worry about is how do we help our children learn to read and learn how to really embrace their dyslexia and thrive with dyslexia without harming or damaging or just contributing to a really low self-esteem. For children who are not identified earlier, this is an area that sometimes takes, you know, a good minute to really work on is that self-esteem. Because, you know, if you think about it, if every day you got up and you knew you were going to face what you felt like was some type of failure, I mean, at some point, your self-esteem is going to take a pretty large hit. I mean, we're all human. And so for children who are going to school every day and looking around at what their peers are doing, what they're able to do in the classroom, how they write, how they read, how they even, you know, for some for some children with dyslexia, they struggle with math as well. So maybe that math doesn't come easily for them. And so there's all these pieces and our children see it every day. And so at some point when we're on this this navigating this journey of dyslexia, we are going to run into that wall, that barrier as it relates to our children's self-esteem. And just as adults, I mean, at some point when you have taken a hit over and over again, it knocks you down. And so what I want to do is provide you with five ways to help promote confidence in your child with dyslexia. That's what we're going to talk about today. So what are those five ways? Let's start with the first one. I'm going to run through the list really quickly, and then I'm going to go back and dive into each one. So what are we going to talk about? There are five ways to help promote that confidence in your child. One is to talk about dyslexia. Two is to really work with your child on their growth mindset. Three is to encourage their superpowers. Four is to remediate, and five is to seek help. So let's go back to the beginning. You know, when you think about starting your journey and navigating this journey, I've talked to lots of moms, and sometimes they really struggle with, when should I tell my child that they're dyslexic? And sometimes that's because of your own fears, and sometimes that's because you are also concerned about how people are going to respond to your child. And you may even be concerned with what does that label look like. Many people talk about that as well. Because being dyslexic also goes with the piece of being eligible for special education services. So there is, unfortunately, some of that stigma. But as you know, it really is a learning difference. It really is 
you know, just a, a an out-of-box thinking kind of, you know, brain that your child has and that you may have as well. So let's talk about those five ways. So as you think about number one, talking with your child about their dyslexia, I recommend that you don't hide it. Does that mean you have to tell them on day one when you get the diagnosis? No, take some time to go through your your emotions, your fears, your thoughts, journal on those, really work through that process for yourself. But as soon as you do that, you do need to talk to your child. You do need to help them understand what it means to be dyslexic, how she learns, and how she learns differently from her peers. I've got some great books that we shared with our daughter when we found out that she was dyslexic. And there's one book in particular that I really did enjoy, and I will put that in the show notes. And the reason I really liked that book is it was very positive. It did talk about the struggles of dyslexia, but it also talked about, you know, who are some of the famous people with dyslexia? What are some of the strengths and the superpowers of dyslexia? Talked a little bit about those pieces more of a a positive way, but it also was really just letting her know how you're struggling and why you're struggling, and it has a name. And I have to tell you, most people I've talked to, they say their child feels a sense of relief once they know. Now, you know your child best, so you decide when the best time is to talk about it. But what we don't want to do is shame it. We don't want to hide it. So the very first thing you can do to help promote that confidence and that self-esteem is to talk about dyslexia in your home and share with your child what it means to be dyslexic. That can be very empowering. I can remember when we told our daughter, and I'll be honest, The reason we told her was we were getting ready for her to go to a school to shadow. And the school she was going to shadow in was an immersion school, which means all the children are dyslexic and all the teachers are trained through Orton-Gillingham to help remediate her dyslexia all throughout her day. We very well couldn't send her to a shadow day where it is very open and they talk very honestly and very positively about dyslexia. So we sat her down. This is first grade, okay? We sat her down and we talked to her about dyslexia. And we didn't say the name at first. We just told her a little bit about it. And then we told her, you know, we we told her what it was called. And we read the book with her and we had conversations. And to this day, I'm so impressed because she said, you know, I, I really am struggling. And we had not had extensive conversations with her about that. She had not ever shared that out loud, that she said that in those types of words. And when we talked about the possibility of her going to a new school, leaving the friends that she had, and even though she was in first grade, she had been at this really small private school since, I want to say, pre-K three or four. So she'd been there a number of years. She knew the teachers, she knew her classmates, and her best friends attended that school. But she said to us, I really do, you know, this really could be a good opportunity for me. And so, you know, we, <laughs> when I think back about it, it's just, it's amazing how she responded. So I, I say that to, to hopefully give a little light 
to maybe the overwhelm that a parent may be feeling. And you don't know how your child's going to respond, but how you um, approach it can really make the difference. So number one is talk about dyslexia and talk about the ways your child does learn and help them to actually figure out that as well. The second one, the way you can promote that, 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 that self-confidence, that's what I'm trying to say, that high self-esteem and really promote confidence in your child is through what is called a growth mindset. And a growth mindset, you really think about more of the positive feedback and you really talk about, you know, looking at things from a different perspective. As I talked about in the first way that you can help your child, they are going to experience failure and they're going to experience setbacks. And because of that, they are going to be more resilient eventually, right? But not the very beginning. And so as you think about what's called a growth mindset, then you're working on really giving what they call positive feedback, but not in the way of, I'm so proud that you made an A, but instead saying, I know how hard you worked. I saw you study every night this week. And it looks like it paid off. You really didn't know that material. So there is a difference of having that conversation with your child where the emphasis is on grades and the emphasis is on continuing to improve and embrace where you are. Failure is part of this journey. So if you've not embraced that, you might want to spend a minute embracing that. Failure is part of this journey. But Failure is also an opportunity, an opportunity to learn and an opportunity to grow. So as you think about how do I position my child to have this, what they call a growth mindset, is that you really want to talk about and point out the positives and really not have those to be uh, result-oriented. So it's not you made all A's or you made the honor roll. Yeah, those things are great, but... If your child doesn't, then are you communicating to them that they're not successful or they're not important or they're not worthy? Well, of course not. So you want to communicate to your child those positive feedbacks. You know, you worked really hard on that project. I can really see the time you spent on that project. You know, wow, it made such a difference. You seemed so confident when you went through that presentation. How did it feel at school today? What it, what did you think about how it went? And having those conversations that are really more of life experiences as opposed to, oh, you got an A, then you're good. And so really having a kind of a different shift of how you think of things. And I'll tell you, there's something I ran into recently that I really did enjoy. And it's called the Big Life Kids Podcast. They also have journals for kids and I really liked it because all their journals are around all their journals are around growth mindset and positivity and and learning your superpowers and I will put a link to that in the show notes as well but they have a lot of uh, affirmation cards for children and they have different grade levels as it relates to like the younger kids and then they have some teen series as well and then like I said they do have a podcast where they talk about uh, these characters talk about the strengths of other children and it's really a positive way to look at and embrace positive feedback so I'll put that in the show notes so you can check that out as well. They have lots of great resources. Many of them are free. So check that out. And then the third way that you can help promote confidence in your child is to encourage their superpowers. 
And when I say that, I'm thinking about the strengths they have, the passions they have. And there are struggles that we talked about a few minutes ago, but we also have to figure out where those strengths are. If the strengths are in a particular area, then we need to continue to nurture and encourage those superpowers. For example, we were talking about how well you know a child might have done on a project and giving positive feedback. Maybe their superpower is they like to produce videos or their superpower is drawing. Whatever it might be, you can incorporate those pieces within their curriculum of their school and their homework. It can also be the type of reading you do at home. If there's a particular interest that they have, then find books that complement those things. Not only are they learning more about an area of interest and passion, but it probably will spark a curiosity in them to want to learn more. And I know when we're reading a really, you know, a book that's really of interest to my daughter, we read a series recently. Uh, it was a uh, about a girl that did uh, science experiments and things in her school. Uh, I think it's Kate the Chemist, I think is the author, or she's a, a well-known person that does a lot of YouTube videos. I'll, I'll put her link too so you can see some of those books. But I say that to say, not that I'm promoting the book, I say that to say when you find something your child really likes, she kept asking me, read another chapter. Can we read another chapter? Can we read another chapter? And that was so empowering for us as a family. And that was so much fun for us to experience that book and to see the things that really were of interest to her. So encourage those superpowers. And I have to say one quick story I want to tell you about superpowers. When my daughter went to her school, well, her current school, when she went for that shadow day I told you about a few minutes ago, I never will forget that one of the faculty told me a story about dyslexia. And she said, you know, they're very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're very open about dyslexia and they have lots of conversations about dyslexia in their building. And she said she could remember one of the younger children walking up to her. I want to say maybe first grade, that's their youngest grade. A little girl walked up to her in the hallway at the school and said, you know, miss and said her name. "Um, Are you dyslexic too? And uh, the faculty member said, "No, babe, I'm not. I'm not dyslexic." And the little girl looked back with uh, looked back at the faculty member, so serious, and said, "Oh, I'm sorry," because at that point she had that mindset, she had that confidence to know that dyslexia is something she should embrace. It is her superpower. So you know, again, just positioning the adults with our children and the messages that we talk to them about. The fourth way that you can promote confidence in your child with dyslexia is to remediate. Remediation is the key to your child being successful. And if we don't get that right prescription, if we don't provide them what they need, then they are going to continue to have a gap of um, instruction as it relates to, well, not instruction, but a gap as far as their knowledge and then what the curriculum is they're learning. And the larger that gap gets, the more their self-confidence is going to take a hit and you're going to start seeing other things as they get older, uh, as they, you know, acting out, uh, eating disorders, you know, sleep disorders, anxiety, depression. There are a lot of things that are associated with low self-esteem and a lot of high-risk behaviors that we see as our kids get into preteen and teenage years. And so, you know, if our children are going to school, and they're not able to read, and so they can't participate in the curriculum, then they have to find another outlet. 
So remediation is the key. If you're fortunate enough to find out early and get an early intervention, that's amazing. If not, you know what? That's okay. You're going to jump in now and get what you need. That's why it is so essential that you find a program or a tutor, someone that can provide the, um, the, the right tutoring and experience for your child. So for example, most people say you need to find an Orton-Gillingham tutor. Some people use other programs like Wilson and Barton. The key is when you're talking to your school or you're talking to the, the tutor or the reading specialist, ask them, have you worked with children with dyslexia? What do you know about dyslexia? Talking to them to make sure you know that they're on board and that they're going to give your child the right instruction. Because there is a very specific way that dyslexics have to be taught. And Orton-Gillingham instruction provides all that. It provides that continuing monitoring and adjustment. It's very individualized. It's kinesthetic. It's a very explicit way to teach phonics. There's a very specific way that children uh, are taught rules of reading and how to break that code. But if you don't get the right remediation, one, if you don't get the right person who's trained, that's 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 going to be detrimental. Two, the other piece that's going to be, um, you know, not something I would recommend. The second piece would be that not only do you have to have the right trained person, but you also have to have the right amount of remediation. So when you get that evaluation, read back through it. What does it say? What does it recommend? Because if they're recommending four to five days a week and your child only goes to tutoring one day a week for 30 minutes, that's not enough. That's not enough. That's like giving our child an aspirin when she has strep throat. It is not addressing what is needed to remediate. And there is a lot of scientific research. There is a lot of very specific research out there as it relates to dyslexia. It is not a situation where we don't know what to do. We just have to get the right people at the table to make sure that they get what they need. And as they get remediated, and as you talk to other moms that their children have been remediated, they are just, you know, it's amazing how their self-esteem really does change and how they really have self-confidence that they can do it and that people believe in them. And so that is just, you know, probably should have been number one, actually, because that is essential. If your child does not have the remediation and the the right remediation, you know, you may run into programs of some private tutoring companies and things like that that say, oh, we give reading tutoring. We provide reading tutoring. You need someone who is trained to provide tutoring to students with dyslexia. And we actually have some recommendations. We have several several tutors that we've been working with through Dyslexia Mom Life. And in fact, actually, the uh, Dyslexia, the Nashville Dyslexia Center actually has a, a program. And a lot of theirs is actually online right now. And so you're able to take advantage of that as well. And I'll put a, a, a link to their contact information in the show notes. Let Erin know that we sent you and she and her staff will take amazing care of you and your child. And then the fifth one, the fifth way to promote confidence in your child is to seek help. So number five is when you get to a point where you are seeing some behaviors that you have concern about. 
if your child is having some of these behaviors where they're acting out at school or you're seeing suicidal tendencies at home, if you're seeing your child have hurtful uh, behaviors toward themselves or others, if they are withdrawn, if they're, you know, just many, many clues that their self-esteem has got to a point where it is affecting them in their social and emotional and you know, quite frequently, can get that word out, quite frequently it's also in academics. So you'll see it across the board. And many times, I mean, you'll be able to tell that self-esteem has taken a hit. Maybe your child just found out they're dyslexic, but maybe now they're in high school. And so there's been many, many years of, of just feeling like they weren't as smart as everyone else. And we know they are. They are so smart. So if you're in a situation, my heart goes out to you, but I also want you to seek help. There's absolutely nothing wrong with asking for help. So if you are concerned with your child having low self-esteem to the point that you believe it's affecting them personally, emotionally, socially, academically, then seek help. Reach out and see if you can get some help locally. And I'll put some contacts as well to some national organizations in the show notes that can get you also contacts with local individuals that can help. And you know, one good resource as well is you can always contact your school counselor at the school where your child is attending and ask for some help. And if you don't want the help to be done at the school, every counselor at a school always has a bank of referrals that they can give you to get the help that your child needs. And so be open-minded as it relates to that piece that it might be time. It might be time to seek some help and don't be afraid to do that. So as a wrap up, there are five ways that you can promote confidence in your child and really increase that level of self-esteem so they can hold their head up high and they can feel good about themselves and know that they are bright, they are smart, they are amazing because we know they are. So the first one is talk about dyslexia. Talk with your child. Don't hide it. Don't shame it. Two is have a growth mindset which means having positive feedback with your child about their work and their outcome and not focusing so much on what do these grades look like and what are, are you successful or are you failing. The third one is encouraging those superpowers. The fourth one is to remediate. Find the right person, get the right frequency, and by the frequency I mean how many times a week and how long each time you were there, your child is there rather. And then number five is seek help when your child needs it. Thanks for listening today. I hope you enjoy these five ways that you can help promote confidence in your child. If you want any of the links that I mentioned today and additional resources, please go to dyslexiamomlife.com backslash episode 61. Be sure to mark your calendar for March the 17th. It's not only St. Patrick's Day and yours truly's birthday, we are also opening the doors to the Dyslexia Parenting Academy and our first course, the Dyslexia Battle Blueprint. And on March the 17th, we are going to provide some amazing bonuses to people on that date. So if you haven't jumped on the wait list already, you can do that by going to dyslexiamomlife.com and at the very top, there's a place where you can log on and give us your email address and you will be the first group to know when the doors 
to the Dyslexia Parenting Academy Open. Thank you for all of your support. I hope you have a fantastic week. And remember, you got this. And I'll see you back here next Monday. 